Welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You were meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, everyone. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Welcome to our show. I'm Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. Last week, we started our new season of shows with the overall theme, Creating Miracles, one of my favorite subjects. For the first episode, to start off our 17th season, we explored the relationship between your psychic life and your creative power. For our show today, we're asking the question, can you create a miracle? All our shows have something to do with miracles because they are about living the miracle of your life as spirit. That miracles are part of life is well established throughout history. People disagree about which of their experiences were miracles and which were not and how miracles come about. But there's a pretty good consensus that what we call miracles are those events that happen out of the ordinary, that they were totally unexpected and they somehow uplift the spirit of all who witness them. So if a person generally known as a nice and considerate person suddenly erupts in a rage and attacks a stranger, it would not be considered a miracle even though it was out of the ordinary and totally unexpected. But it wasn't an uplifting experience for anyone, of course. But a comatose patient in a hospital that all lab tests and the top science specialists declared having no chance of surviving the night suddenly wakes up and no longer has any trace of her terminal illness that was killing her until then would, of course, be called a miracle by most people. With a miracle... Some sort of profound healing always happens to all who experience it. In some way, your life changes for the better after a miracle. If that's the way with miracles, you can decide just to create a miracle to bring about some kind of improvement in the conditions governing your life. Or is it a miracle, or is a miracle a special gift from God given only to the rarest? individuals who live according to God's laws? Or is a miracle a happenstance that gets dished out randomly like winning a lottery only for the luckiest one amongst those who bought tickets? How do miracles actually happen and do you have any part in creating them for yourself or for others? We've spoken many times on our previous shows that spirit being one, undivided and limitless is all-inclusive. Exclusivity, on the other hand, is only of the divided ego. One way that exclusivity shows up in the world all of the time is in things seeming to be either-or. Ultimatums, for example, are always in the form of either-or. Either you do this or you're fired. Either you pass this test or get and get accepted or fail it and get rejected. Hand over the money or you get shot. If you're not for me, then you're against me. 
if you really looked at these kind of ultimatums, they are never true. No one is limited to only those two choices. When you own up to your ability as a creative spiritual being, you can create almost an undivided and unlimited number of different possibilities or scenarios about any situation or problem. As you know, your imagination is limitless. As you use your imagination and creative power, you begin to expand your horizons towards the more limitless possibilities of spirit. When it comes to miracles, since they all originate in spirit, they are all inclusive in nature. The healing power of miracles comes from their nature of inclusivity. I hope I'm saying that right. The production of miracles are also all-inclusive. When it comes to miracles, it's not whether God alone creates and dispenses them or you are the one that creates and dispenses them. It's both and more. I don't remember exactly when those expect a miracle bumper stickers seemed ubiquitous, but perhaps a Bible story of the apostles inspired someone to come up with that quote. The story was of a sick homeless man who was expecting some spare change from a couple of apostles walking by him on the street, receiving a miraculous healing instead of a few coins. That may have inspired someone to expect a miracle first instead of limiting himself to desperately seeking material goods to sustain him. The homeless man's expectancy opened him to receiving, and although the apostles didn't have coins to give him, they gave him the real miracle of healing, actually the thing that he needed the most. Yet expecting a miracle in the sense of demanding one or sitting around expecting someone or some higher power to dump a miracle on you isn't going to do much. That type of expecting closes you up from being receptive to miracles and gifts from spirit. And it also closes you up to the real power of creativity within you. So experiencing miracles cannot come just from God giving them to you randomly or from you creating them deliberately all by yourself. Remember, God and the Spirit of God are all-inclusive, both and more. To have miracles in your life, you have to have certainty that miracles come from God or Spirit. At the same time, know that you have to create them or ask for them. Does that mean creating miracles and asking for miracles are the same? Once again, it's both and more. When you are asking for something, you are creating that which you are asking for in your mind, aren't you? You can't ask for anything if you don't create what it is you are asking for in your awareness. Anytime you ask anyone for anything, you have an image of what you are asking for in your mind. Yet sometimes you may not have a very clear image of what you are asking for, and at other times you have a crystal clear image of exactly what it is you are asking for. And that image you hold in your mind isn't limited to a physical object or what it looks like. In fact, it could be an image of just a certain kind of energy or a concept or a space or thoughts or all of the above and much more. An image you create in your imagination can contain all manners of information and energy. So if you were to look at the images someone is holding in their mind at any given time, you might see a plain image that doesn't look like anything particular, 
but contains a lot of information. Here's a common experience amongst a lot of people at one time or another. You've probably had times in your life when you were asking someone for something and they just couldn't understand what you were asking for. Were you completely clear yourself what it was you needed? Or were you struggling and just needed some kind of help and wanted the other person to figure out for you what you actually needed? Or it could have been that you were so fixed on your predicament that you kept saying, I just need you to do this, while the other person kept asking what exactly was it that you needed them to do? Most likely you've had similar experiences in reverse as well, where someone else was asking you for help, but you couldn't quite make heads or tails of what they were asking for. The same thing happens all too often in relationship to God or spirit. People ask, beg, pray, demand, or expect something from God or spirit, yet are so unclear in their own mind What they are asking for or what they need, that what they end up receiving is unclear or confusing even to them. This this is so true. Sometimes people simply miss the real answer that was offered to them because they were expecting it to come in a certain form and it came in a completely different form. Well, in the same way, people often miss their miracles. It's a bit like the football quarterback throwing you a perfect pass, but if you don't turn around in time to catch it, you won't. (laughs) Just saw that the other week. (laughs) It's the end of football season. Yeah. So you could pray for a solution to your problem, but if you're expecting a certain kind of solution and the one you're given doesn't fit that expectation, then you might not realize that you were given an answer. For example, sometimes the best answer to a question is another question. Sometimes the answer is nothing and is given to you as silence. The answer could be cheer up, but would it be better if it were given in mere words or as the energy experience of good cheer? Huh. Answers to prayers, or essentially, that's what miracles are, aren't they? Well, they come in the most appropriate forms and not necessarily the way you might expect them to come. In fact, it would be safe to say that miracles rarely, if ever, come in the form you expect. Why? Because all expectations are based on your past experiences, right? And miracles are always new and of the present moment. They're not based on your past. They show up here from beyond time and space. Miracles are the products of asking and receiving. Like Raphael said earlier, when you ask, you're creating an image of what you're asking for in your mind. And the image includes a lot more than just the outer appearance of whatever that might be. The image you create in your mind contains your intention, your desire, how you feel about it, your judgments about yourself or whatever it is you're asking for and more. When my older son was about 
four years old, his mom and I took him to the toy store so he could pick out a present to take to his friend's birthday party. After he picked out a toy for his friend's gift and we were headed to the checkout line, he saw the toy he wanted for himself, <laughs> of course, and, and picked it up announcing, this is for me. His mom and I explained to him that as we had agreed upon before going to the store, that we were only going to buy the birthday present for his friend and not anything for him on that day since it was not his birthday. Well, he said matter of factly, oh, but this is the toy I've been wanting. <laughs> so I gently removed the toy from his hands and put it back on the shelf, reiterating to him that we're going to stick with the plan we agreed upon earlier and reminding him that it wasn't his birthday and it was his turn to give to his friend. No sooner than I placed the merchandise back on the shelf, an older man walks up to that shelf, picks that toy off of the shelf and crouches down to hand it back to our son. <laughs> the man pats him on the top of his head and said, uh, don't worry, no, I'll buy the toy for you. Well, we thank the man for his generosity, but we explained to him that what the whole situation was and that we couldn't allow him to buy the toy for our son. Well, <laughs> you ever have those times where you're saying whatever and, and it just goes right on through, it's just not registered at all or he just dismissed it and he just picked up the toy, went out by himself, bought it and then when we were checked out of the, the store, he brought it back to our son and says, here, here you go, there's your, there's your toy. And then he walk, walked away. <laughs> well, you could say that it was a miracle, especially for our son. <laughs> he not only asked for it, but he had total clarity and certainty in what he was asking for. It was the same kind of clarity and certainty that a child has who decides that he's going to grow up to be a football star or an opera singer or an astronaut. And nothing can stop him or her from accomplishing that, even through major challenges. That clarity and certainty are both aspects of creating miracles. In 2009, during my teaching tour through, through uh, southern Germany, wonderful experience, several wonderful healers and teachers who were attending my seminars there took me to a variety of fascinating sacred sites there. One of them was the Basilica Bernard, a pilgrimage church dedicated to St. Mary on the northern banks of the Bodensee, known also in English as the Lake of Constance. I was given the opportunity to sit in the ornate church by myself in the front pew to meditate. One of my favorite things to do, especially when traveling through Europe. There were only a handful of others in the church at the time. I was joyous and laughing inside myself, enjoying the peace and quiet and the real purpose for which the church was built. As I entered into deep meditation, I experienced the joyful and brilliant presence of a being of light. I immediately greeted him 
with a hello. And the being introduced himself and said, around there, he was known as St. Bernard. <laughs> of course, I start laughing to myself as I imagine the lovable, slobbering, lumbering, you know, mountain dogs we all know and love, <laughs> often depicted with those little wooden casks of brandy in the, in the Alps or wherever, strapped to their necks, and St. Bernard himself, laughing, corrected me saying, oh, I'm the other St. Bernard not the one that those dogs were named after. So I learned from this being that, oh, there were two St. Bernards. <laughs> and one of them was the St. Bernard that, that the dogs were, were uh, named after. But this is the other St. Bernard. <laughs> so we were having a great time. I saw him standing in a dazzling, joy-filled light. And, and just seeing him was was incredibly inspiring and uplifting. And he was in celebration of life above all the cloud of confusion, seriousness, effort, and worries of humanity. And he said to me while showing me his great joy and brilliant light, he said, all this is what this church is meant for. Yet, most people continue to stay attached to their worldly concerns and worries. They try hard in their daily lives and try to play, pray in all seriousness. They do not see that they must rise above all that to where I am. Then they will see that none of what they believe and worry about to be important matters in the least. In this great joyous peace, nothing in the world matters. When nothing matters, you can change everything. Be joyful. Please continue to uplift many others toward God with your laughter and compassion, your healing and your teaching. Thank you for seeing that I am. Walk in God's light always. What an amazing message that was for Michael. Well, our first break is coming right up, and this is the time we take a moment to remind you about some of our events coming up. And you can call our office if you'd like to join us for our special for Teleclass Weekend event coming up Saturday, February 26th, and Sunday, February 27th, titled Your Path to Freedom, Your Psychic Development, and Following Your Inner Spirit Guidance. Included with this remote weekend event will also be our popular bonus Zoom Q&A and social following the last teleclass on Sunday for anyone who attends one or more of the teleclasses over the weekend. Saturday's teleclasses will be as follows. In the morning, knock, knock, who's there? Your psychic abilities and getting to know spirit. And then the second teleclass for Saturday, and again, that's February 26th, is Fear Not Being Senior in Relationship to Other Beings. And then the Sunday morning class is Your Angels and Spirit Guides Communicating Spirit to Spirit for Inner Guidance. And the afternoon class is Staying on Track to Your Freedom. Follow your inner spirit guidance, not your ego. For all details or to sign up, go to michaeltamora.com or call our office and speak with our fabulous assistant, Noel, who is always there for us at 
926-2650, and of course on weekdays during regular business hours specific time. And by the way, if you buy all four teleclasses, you get a discount. And everyone, even those who attend one teleclass, will be able to attend the bonus Zoom afterwards. Anyway, we'll be right back to Can You Create a Miracle? We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you love living the miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at MichaelTamora.com forward slash events. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award-winning book by Michael J. Tamora. Beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back, everyone. Is a miracle something that just randomly happens to you, or can you create a miracle? And if you can actually create miracles, how would you go about doing that? There are a couple of questions we have been exploring today. Let's find out more about the possibilities for creating miracles. Yeah, right before the break, uh, I was giving the the message that I got from St. Bernard. (laughs) The St. Bernard that's not the one. (laughs) I think this was Bernard of Clairvaux. Uh, St. Bernard of Clairvaux, uh, who was very prominent in that area of Germany uh, and other areas that that I was uh, traveling in at that point. And you didn't actually know about him before you went. No, to no, church. I didn't. I didn't know about him, and that's why. <laughs> that's why how our uh, our initial encounter in spirit uh, began with with a lot of laughter because I was already in a joyous state. And when I saw him, and just this dazzling light that just was so joyful. And so when I when he saw, I wasn't telling him this. I, the moment I heard him introduce himself as Saint Bernard, you know, I, I just see those lovely dogs that I, I love. Those Saint Bernard dogs. And and then he laughed and said, No, 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 I'm the other Saint Bernard, <laughs> the the one that 
was the the, the dogs were named after were was a whole different Saint Bernard. Okay, anyway, but that that was a great way to start our conversation, and he gave me this whole message that I I read to you uh, uh, before the break uh, because it was so wonderful that that I wrote it down right then and there uh, as as he gave it to me. And afterwards, I'm still sitting in the same church with a few others in the church, not, not people I knew, but people they were they were just there, I'd say, in this large, very, very ornate church. I'd say there were maybe five or six other people in the entire church behind me somewhere in the, toward the back and stuff sitting there. Each one individually. I don't. I didn't notice anybody coming together or sitting together, and and um, they were scattered around the whole church, and I can tell they were desperately praying. Every single one of them were in this very dark place and and uh, suffering. So I got to experience this miracle in the midst of all that. And St. Bernard pointed out why I got to have this miracle of encountering him and experiencing this, you know, whole uh, experience in spirit. Because he said, I was happy, joyous, and celebrating life just on my own. And enjoying having the chance to be more fully in the spirit. And I was able to match my vibration to where he was, whereas most of the others in the church at that time were too attached to and immersed in their own suffering. Yes, we can and can and we do create miracles in our lives. In fact, a lot more than you might imagine. A lot of times you don't know you're, how you're creating it. It just seems to happen. Yet we never do so just by our own separate selves. All miracles come from within the creative power and the intelligence of the totality of spirit. If we are to create miracles, we have to join up with that undivided limitlessness of spirit. We can't isolate ourselves away from that and expect to stand in the receiving line for miracles. Yet another amazing thing that I've experienced time and again is that we don't have to try to go all the way to spirit by ourselves either. The moment we consider, even just start to consider God or spirit, we are exponentially closer to God than we were before that. The moment we take one step toward God, God reaches out at least twice that toward us, closing the gap. Perhaps I've noticed that more than others because on the physical side, more often than not, I'm one of the shortest ones in a group of people, (laughs) or at least one of the shorter ones. So for me, it's like taking one small step toward a tall, long-legged person, and that person taking one giant step towards me, 
So I won't have to meet that person halfway in the middle. <laughs> I probably run into that person by the time I go a quarter of the way toward that person because they're approaching me so much faster, right? That's, that's my experience with going inward to spirit. It's even easier than that. One step for me, and it's like spirit takes 10 steps toward me. Ah. So a major part of being able to create miracles is to be in the vibration and awareness of spirit or God. It also works if you're praying to a real saint or a fully enlightened being who is in that vibration and awareness already in spirit, like St. Bernard was, right? In spirit, he's already vibrating fully in the highest levels of spirit, of oneness, of undividedness. So the undivided stays undivided. It's up to us in this divided world to move out of the dividedness within ourselves toward the undivided. That's how we reach out to the whole of spirit. Then other important steps in creating a miracle is in what, how, when, and where you ask for it. And to clearly know the purpose for which you are asking it. Whether it's like a question or asking for a solution to something or asking for something. Remember, if you're just wanting to get out of something, you don't really have a clear image of what it is that you are asking for. Also, having a clear image or knowing exactly what you're asking for and for what purpose doesn't necessarily mean that it's something concrete, like asking for a new car or a house or a job. When at the time, you have no way of, say, affording it in the traditional way, like buying it. Right? You don't have enough money to buy a new car or a house or a computer or any, anything. And a lot of times people ask for that. It says, oh, you know, I, I need this and I want this, and, but I can't <clears throat> afford it. It's knowing clearly what it is that you'd like to fulfill in your life with the help of a miracle. Miracle, that's outside of the expected, right? Outside of the tradition, the convention. There's a big difference between feeling totally stuck and helpless in some situation in your life and begging for help and getting out of it and having clarity that you are moving forward in some way, even at the time you have no idea exactly how you're going to do that. In the former, you're not helping yourself have a miracle, even if one is given to you. In the latter, you're asking for assistance that can help you find your way through that challenge. In the former, you're being a victim and giving up your divine heritage as a fully creative being. In the latter, you're taking charge and know you have to do the work, but you'll get help in whatever way it is deemed most beneficial for you by the all-knowing. The more complicated you make things, 
the more you try to micromanage the process, the less you're able to have the miracle. The simpler you make things, and the more you have your certainty and clarity in where you're headed, even if you don't have a clue how exactly you're going to get there, the more likely that you'll create the miracle and be available to catch that perfect pass for the touchdown. <laughs> I love the football analogies this time of year. Yeah, Super Bowl's coming up, right? Yeah, this is uh, 2022, if you're listening to this a lot later. Well, there's so many stories we have about creating miracles, but one of the things I wanted to talk about was sometimes a miracle is simply, just like what Michael was saying a moment ago, moving forward, moving forward. I just had the experience for the last uh, six or so months working with a friend of mine Mm -hmm. who was gravely ill and just did not want to die from her illness. And as a clairvoyant, I could see that she was going to, but I, uh, according to her wishes, supported her in having her life as much as she could while she was uh, working on whether she was going to pass over or not. And the thing that I saw was Every step she took was very, uh, very filled with purpose. And each step she took, even though for her being ill, she was getting sicker and sicker as time went on, she was able to bounce back from the sickest part and then be very coherent and communicative and laughing and and having herself uh, in spite of her body being ill. And then her passing over, you know, I could ask for a miracle for her a thousand times, but I could see that she wasn't going to be staying here that long. Her her body was becoming more and more in, uninhabitable, in a sense. And she to- finally told me towards the end, all I would like is to, uh, if I have to die from this body, that I do it in a way that it doesn't hurt. And that is exactly what she got. She mm-hmm. got, and, and the other part is when she got to the, very end, it was very quick. It was like a day or two, and then she was gone. Um, and I was so happy to see that because um, her personality, her ego part, just wanted to save the body and, and be back and have everything back to normal. And sometimes we are put in a different direction, and a lot of times it's not through death. Sometimes it's just through losing a job or going through a divorce or whatnot. And if you stay hung up on... I want it to be the way it was, you're not moving forward. And that miracle that you create of changing your mind, of uh, being in that suffering, Michael was talking about that too. When you're in that suffering, you're kind of stuck on a bunch of pictures that are saying, I want it this way, I want it this way. And then there's no space for you to create it another way and far better. That's Mm -hmm. the way I always like to look at it is far better than how you created it before. Big steps up. Yes, it's it's an amazing thing. You know, speaking of dying, uh, it's it's difficult for everybody, right? Mostly, most people will find being around somebody who's in the dying process is difficult, and a lot of people will will uh, be very ah terrified, afraid of the prospects of dying. And that's what's so difficult in these modern times where where somebody, uh, a doctor uh, expert says, oh, sorry, you have maybe one month to live or 
three months to live or three days or, well, you're going any moment now. <laughs> and and if, you'll, if you've worked with people who are in the dying process at all, you'll notice, oh, everyone's different. Everyone has a different way of that they need to go. We might not agree with it, just like Raphael is saying, she's as a clairvoyant, she can see, oh yeah, she's on her way out. But our friend is going, no way. You know, I'm going to do everything in my power to stick around here. And, and so everyone has their choice. And it's not for us to counter that choice just because we see something different. Or we might judge what we're looking at or what we think is better. No, each one has their choice. It's just between my mother and my father. My mother, we watched her for three years prepare herself for her exit and cleaning up all the loose ends, everything, and just start to, it just was amazing time. She and was in a very high vibration. Very high vibration, very happy. No bad health. Yeah, and and the day she died, the morning, early morning when she died in the middle of the night, uh, the next day she was all prepared. She even polished her golf clubs and everything for a big tournament. Huh. But that's how she left. And her death was one of the best grace-filled exits that I've seen anyone make. And uh, my dad, on the other hand, was took several years, and it, he wasn't seriously ill or anything like that. He was just old, and and he was uh, uh, in a assisted care uh, home, and uh, but he he just was very very afraid of dying. At the same time, he didn't want to live anymore. So at first, that was really difficult for me. And uh, I'm going, okay, if it's one way or the other, I can help him. But, but he's going, you know, please don't let me die. At the same time, he's saying, I don't want to be here. <laughs> and I go, okay. So that taught me an incredible lesson. I mean, so many lessons over the three years that he went through this. And... Um, Unlike some people who are constantly running to the hospital or emergencies and this and that, and are we not to resuscitate or, or what? And uh, is, uh, uh, oh, break's coming up. Yeah. So I'll, I'll continue afterwards. Yes, uh, the time is just going by very fast. It's time for a second break, but before we go on it, we wanted to invite any of you interested in finding out more about what we teach our schedule of events, and news about what we're up to, to go to our website, michaeltamora.com, and sign up for our free monthly newsletter. When you do, you can also download uh, free our two-hour audio introductory class to our comprehensive Psychic Tools and Life Mastery Practices for Living Your Soul Purpose course. Plus, while you're on our website, you'll find all kinds of information about what we offer, our events calendar, and lots of free stuff you can read, watch, or listen to even the live broadcast of all the past ep episodes of our show. Also, if you ever have questions about any of our upcoming events and classes, feel free to call our office at 530-926-2650 and speak with our assistant, Noel weekdays during business hours specific time. 
We'll return to more on Can You Create a Miracle in just a moment. Be right back. us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at MichaelTamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award-winning book by Michael J. Tamora. Beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. If you love Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Well, it's great to have you back. We've been exploring the possibility of creating miracles and if you can create them, how you would go about doing that. Let's continue making creating miracles an everyday topic of conversation. Yeah, before the break, I was talking about the difference and, you know, each person has to die, make their exit from this world when the time comes in their own way. And sometimes we don't agree with it at first, but I was mentioning with my mother, she went so fast and so clean and so happy and everything was, you know, no loose ends. Boom. She was done. She was happy. She was free. Whereas, and she died in her sleep in the middle of the night. With my dad, it was very different. It was Several years to get to that place of, okay, now, you know, he needs assist, full-time assistance. But he, there was nothing physically, you know, uh, wrong with him. He wasn't dying of an illness or anything like that. In fact, he was pretty strong and healthy in many ways. But he didn't want to live anymore. He, he was done. He just said, okay, I, I don't want to be here. But at the same time, he was deathly afraid of dying so he didn't want he definitely did not want to die Uh, so that gave me at the very beginning a very difficult challenge but by him just trying to sleep it off and sleep it off and sleep it off and that's basically what he did stayed in bed for most of three years uh just sleeping and i it gave me the time to realize oh 
not only does he need this time to get prepared to where, you know, he had some dementia and everything. And at one point, all of a sudden, I noticed he forgot that he was afraid of dying. <laughs> he forgot the whole concept of death because he was so out of the in spirit all the time it, that this became her, his norm. And um, I thought, wow, this is amazing. It's Everyone learns, right? We all have to go through whatever we have to go through to get to where we're going. We're definitely getting there some way. Well, it also allowed me, that, that three-year period allowed me to learn. Oh, yeah. You know, at the very beginning, remember what uh, Raphael said and I mentioned, uh, the ego is always either or. Spirit is both and more. Well, at the very beginning with my dad, I was going, well, if he either really wanted to stay here, I could help him with that. Or if he wanted to totally leave, I could help him with that too. But he was going, neither, nor. <laughs> and I'm going, okay. Yeah, I realized, yeah, yeah, I realized I was the one who was in that either or ego uh, demand of, you know, would you make up your mind? Then it'll be easy to deal with. But I had to learn how can I have both and more in relationship to where he was. Ah, so three years, it gave me plenty of time to work with him and start to understand how he had to do things. Huh, it wasn't about me, it was about him. And that was your miracle. It was my miracle. And he had his miracle, too, you know, of, of being able to leave in, in no fear, in complete peace. When he left, it was total peace. So just like with Raphael's example with our friend who was absolutely determined, and she's a powerhouse. When she de decides on something, nobody's going to get in the way of that. <laughs> and... And it's people like that are very important to those of us who are much more, what would you say, uh, open and that, you know, we, we can flexible. have it. All right. We're more flexible and stuff. No, people like that are incredibly powerful. And it's for us, those of us who consider we're, we're much more flexible and open ended about things and free and blah, blah, blah. Oh, how do we relate to someone like that? They are here to teach us. Oh, yeah. Can you let someone really be the way they are and not appreciate them, honor them, even if you think they're making the wrong decision? Why is it so difficult for some of us to, to do that when we can see that's not the right way? You're going to hurt yourself. You're going to da da da. And, and oh, because we're afraid. Huh? What's going to happen to me if something happens to her or him, right? Oh, yeah. What am I going to lose? That's a, it, it's not about us. It's, it's about us learning that it's not about us. <laughs> and there's no better time than a dying process, anybody's, yours or, or somebody else's death process, to really look at that and go, oh, yeah. Yes, what are, what are we afraid of? 
that we can't allow that person to die in the way that they are choosing to go. Ah, and that's, that's a miracle. So miracles come in all kinds of forms. And we create miracles all the time if we stay aware of it and not invalidate what we're doing. Yes, and one of the other things, since we were talking about death and dying and miracles, because a lot of times that's the time period when, when we go, I want a miracle, whether it's ourselves yes. or someone we really, really love. And, uh, you know, one of the suggestions Michael made for talking about this is uh, why I observe some people stay stuck while others create miracles and everything comes up roses. Well, there's a lot to take into consideration. For one thing, a person's entire path. And we don't really have control over anybody's path. Um, if we're a parent, we can guide our children, but eventually they get old enough to to take back their control and make their own decisions. And hopefully the way you taught them gives them the tools they need to do that correctly. And if not, they have to learn the hard way. Mm -hmm. So, you know, miracles, working with the, the death and dying is for my friend, there was a period of time early in her illness when I, when I did the thing I do where, you know, if I, she was asking me, you know, can you join with me and create a, a miracle? And I saw the, that there, she had two pathways. One was to actually have a miracle and get cured and get on with her life. And I know people who have done that with extreme illnesses. And then the other path uh, which was to just finish out her lifetime and, and let things go. And the one thing that I learned, if anything, and I've learned this over and over again, is sometimes the biggest miracle you can create for yourself or for someone else is to join with them to let go. So, you know, for her, I was joining with her to have whatever miracle was there for her to have, but I also saw that she was complete in everything she did in this lifetime. Mm -hmm. So it would just be more of the same in a sense. And um, I worked with Michael through all his near-death experiences this way. <laughs> Even when he was unconscious, I always held the energy of a miracle. But I gave him as a spirit the freedom to go if this was his time. That There would be no other thing I could do um, that I think would be healthy for him as well as for me. And the miracle is never about the form or appearance of it. Right. Yeah. So so when you're when you're creating a miracle, you really don't know what it's gonna look like. <laughs> yeah. So so uh, once again, miracle is totally of spirit. So it's both and more. So it's never the expected, right? So then when you're when Raphael's talking about holding that space for creating a miracle for her friend is is well it has to be open on both sides and all sides the miracle could be her leaving in peace and quiet and healing or the miracle could be a, a miraculous physical cure and she is able to stay and live a you know healthy normal life for the remainder of her time and one of these things in this situation our friend was able to to have the choice of whatever she wanted 
because this was one of the windows of opportunities for her. Most of us who come in, and especially the more, the further along you are as souls on your path, uh, we generally tend to plan out two, maybe three, even windows of opportunities when we're going to make our exit from here. Well, in her case, it was one of those uh, later windows. Yeah, she'd had several others, yeah. actually. And and she probably, if, if all went a certain way, she might have been able to stretch it to one more uh, actual final window of departure after this one. But, but, you know, like Raphael said, as a soul, she was pretty much all done here. Yeah. So those are, those are things that are happening in the background in each of our lives. And so when we, when we seek a miracle, when we're creating a miracle, it's, you have to know that, oh, yeah, the nature of a miracle is it's going to be the best of all circumstances relating to whatever that situation is. So then we don't impose our personal will of this is the way it's got to be. This is the way it has to look. This is the form that miracle has to take. No, we don't do that. That's left up to the allness that all the information is, and, and everything is there, the, all the power is there. So then when you just put your application in mm-hmm. <laughs> for a miracle, let's say, then what you get is going to be the best case scenario you can possibly, well, probably beyond imagining. And my experience with any miracles I've experienced and other people's I've seen, always that way. So you don't have to worry about micromanaging it. Yep, that's for sure. And the other thing is when a miracle is created and you see it before your very eyes is always, always practice having gratitude for it. So what are some of the other ways you can have a miracle? Well, one of the things is taking a look at what kind of problems you create in your life, (laughs) you know, and recognizing the difference between when a problem you've created is for the good of your learning and lessons and you're not going to get out of it even if you ask for a miracle, or uh, whether this is just an opportunity for you to practice creating a miracle, and and this is an opportunity for you to have that. So keeping an open mind and moving to your creativity when that problem gets huge, and being able to look at the whole uh, perspective of it so that you can see what you're a going to learn in it and b what you can do to solve it and as, knowing as that you're creative and you can create the miracle that's right well we're coming to the end of our show for today thank you for joining us we are grateful that you get to spend time we get to spend this time with you be sure to join us next wednesday for our episode miracles creating outside of the box To find out how you can create more miracles to jumpstart your new adventures or solve even seemingly unsolvable problems in new ways. Remember, too, to sign up now for our special remote teleclass weekend event happening on Saturday and Sunday, February 26th and 27th, your path to freedom, psychic development, and following your inner spirit guidance. 
We'll be offering four teleclasses and a bonus Zoom Q&A social during that weekend to help you become more aware of your inner guidance from spirit, have better relationships with spirit, discern the truth from the lies for yourself, and communicate more with your spirit guides. For all the details, check our website events calendar for February or call our office at 530-926-2650. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. We'll see you next week. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.